welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of Muscle Demo, mate. It's been a little while. We're trying to couple of new things out, trying a little bit of a different schedule at the moment. So thanks for joining us. We are, of course, going to get into all things UFC. We got we got two weeks as a result of that. Two weeks of of uh, comings and goings, goings on to break down in the UFC world. As always, I'm joined by Matthew. It's a rather hot day. It's about 400 degrees today, Matt. So we're, we're melting as we do this. But other than that, hope you're well. You've had a little trip away, so I'm, I'm hoping you're quite rejuvenated. Rejuvenated? I'm, I'm hot, mate. I am hot. <laughs> uh, we, we discussed it before. I was wearing a vest now. But I was topless. I was going to wear it on the pod, but I wasn't sure if you would appreciate this on, on Freedom Day. To see my, Freedom my Day as well, out. yeah, of course. Happy you, Freedom Day. Happy Freedom Day to you too. Are yeah. you going to be going clubbing tonight, Joseph? Yeah. I'm breaking break my rule and I'm going out. On a Monday night, clubbing. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm, when was the last time you went to a nightclub and enjoyed it, though? Yeah, I mean, a while ago. I'm not I'm not much of a clubber, to be honest. I'm more of a pub man. Yeah, maybe a, like maybe a bar. Think. Stretch to a bar, couldn't you? But I don't know about clubbing. The bar's just a late pub, isn't it? it pretty much, yeah. Usually a little, a little bit swankier. A bit swankier. Have a bit of swank. But yeah, yeah I, I'm no different to me. Same old, sitting indoors, the usual. I'm refreshed. Hot, but I'm refreshed, so uh, I'm ready to get cracking, Joe. We've got two weeks worth of gump to get ourselves through, so no, exactly. should we crack on? Yeah, I'm looking forward to this, actually. It is a change in format, and I, I think the first subject we're going we're gonna to start with, probably the biggest bit of news, Connor against Dustin and all the fallout from that, and I think I'm glad I've had a, a week or so to, to gather my thoughts on it. Because, you know, I was never really up for this fight, to be honest. Even when, even when it happens, you know, I can't judge it. When people walk out, even if I'm not that up for it, when they get in the octagon and start like sort of staring off at each other, I, I if I get a little bit of the goosebumps there, I'm like, all right, yeah, I'm into it. I didn't, I didn't really get that for this fight to be honest, and it ended in a round, didn't it? But you know, I was kind of listening to Dustin and what he was saying, and and obviously seeing what Connor had said, saying what he's going to, saying he's going to kill him, he wants to go in there and kill him, and all that kind of stuff, which you know, it's a little bit over the top for me. So afterwards, I was kind of ready to go in and say, look, I'm sick of this, I don't want to see it again. Like, let's move on, I'm done with it. But, you know, we've, we've, I've, had, I've had a couple of weeks or a week and a half to cool down a bit now. But, I mean, I mean, what did you make of it? For, do, do you think some of the stuff Connor said, or not even, just those bits, like killing him, you know, Dustin said, I think personally bringing wives into it is a little bit over the top as well. But Dustin said, you know, fair play, so fair play. But saying you're going in there to, to kill someone. Obviously, if you need a bit, a bit of a kill or be killed mentality about you and you need to get that kind of fire burning inside you, fair enough. But coming out and directly saying you're going to kill someone on, on live television, what do you reckon? Maybe, are you, maybe you're a bit more hardcore than me. You're a little bit more old school than I am. I don't know. What, what do you make of it? <laughs> I'm not that old school, I don't <laughs> yeah, That's going back like 200 years, isn't it? Yeah, I'm, I'm not like that, mate. Um, Sweeney Todd style, that is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, a bit like you, I wasn't, I wasn't up for it so much. I, like you said, I was away for the week leading up to it, so I sort of missed the fight week hoopla. So course, sometimes yeah. getting caught when you're watching all that, all the embeddeds every day and the presses and stuff, you kind of get scooped up in it. So I didn't really have that luxury. So I weren't, I weren't really as up for it as well, like yourself, as I think everyone else was. But having watched it, I, when when the walkouts were going, I, I was standing up, you know what I mean? I was... You got you got into it, did you? I was, I was jiving. I was ready. I was ready. <laughs> it was a buzzy Sunday, wasn't it? So I, yeah, I was true, up for it, true. and and it was a good fight. It was a really good fight um, up until the point, and then once it got to the ground, and we we before the the leg break is what happened. We 
what happened was what we thought would happen. He was just getting a bit complete pounding from Dustin Poirier, same as, here we go again, no surprises here. And I was gutted when uh, when it ended, Joseph, and I think Dustin Poirier was as well, because I think we just know that what's going to happen next is just going to be a full fight, which we don't want to see. Back to the comments, what you were saying, were you talking about before or after the fight? After the fight, I was sort of leaning... At the time, I was just fuming. I was texting people saying, this is bollocks. I can't... How did he get away with this? He's a joke and stuff. These comments are deplorable. But having sat on it after a week and stuff like that, I'm sort of leaning a little bit towards... Obviously, the comments are deplorable. Not up for them at all. Bringing families and whatnot into it. But I'm like, if that was me who just broken my leg, I'd probably be in tears, <laughs> crumpled in the corner, crying. And he somehow... <laughs> he's obviously on adrenaline and stuff, but he somehow managed to get the effort and the energy and the actual foresight to try and sort of build to the next fight is basically what he's done there. Yeah, and, he, yeah, and, and he's yeah. done it brilliantly. He sold it to everyone that this full fight should happen. Obviously, the doctor's stoppage screaming and stuff like that. It's just cringe in it, but it's going to work, and it's going to basically lead to a full fight. Obviously, stuff's come out this week, Joseph, about the, the injury that he was injured going in as well. We've had a little the luxury now of actually having that information before talking about it if we did a pod last yeah. week. Does that change your mind at all going in, or do you think it was a freak accident? Had did Dustin cause that by other means, and there weren't no injury? I mean, what are your thoughts on that as well? He he might be. Who knows? Who knows why a leg breaks when it does? You know, you, you would imagine there is some damage there, but you'd imagine they've all got a bit of damage there, and you know, legs aren't just falling falling off every week. But to me, you know, all the comments, all the stuff. That that's gone on afterwards, particularly, you know, like you've said, you kind of describe what it is. He's trying to set the next fight up there, and it's just a little bit transparent to me at the moment. I'm sure it will work for like a large, a large portion, like a large the casual fans, whatever you want to call them, if they for whatever reason want to spend another twenty five snot on, on paying for one of Connor's cards. But you know, I just for me, it's all gone a little bit transparent now, so I can't say I'm overly into it. I think after all the like this amount of losses on the bounce now you got a Cerrone fight in there like you can you just know what it is like you can see what it is. Do you, do you have to separate the Connor fight with everything else though? You see it all, which I'm not a big fan of at all. I think it's a little bit big friendly, but the way they film all the celebs coming in and stuff like look yeah. who's here, look who's here to see us. Probably rolling in with two fights left and stuff like that. I'm not a big fan of that. It's it's a bit WrestleMania for me. But it, do you have to separate Connor from the norm and accept that the money he brings in isn't because of his competitiveness anymore? It's just purely down to his popularity and that the UFC and his opponents are always going to buy into that, really. Yeah, definitely. Definitely can accept that. And I'm not blaming anyone and I'm not upset at anyone about it, really. But I would just say, let's have some fun fights then. Let's have some BMFs. Let's get the Diaz's in. You know, fight both of them. Do whatever. Like, do we need to see him fight Dustin, who is you know going to get a title fight right now, and possibly by the time Connor's healed, is going to be champion? Maybe. Do we? You know, it's it, it, fair enough. Let's let's have the circus. Let's have it because it is fun and it can be a good time. But let's not throw him in against the number one fight ranked fighter or the champion. For me. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. The fact that he's coming in off what? So he got Don Aldi beat, lost to Khabib at 155. 
lost to Dustin at 155, lost to Dustin at 155. What is he, 1-3, and three, uh, lightweight, and it's going to only be so much longer that you can actually sell him being a threat at lightweight anymore. So I yeah. totally agree. Get him into the BM, BMF division. Let him have these fun fights against <laughs> yeah. some of the older lads, some of the... Get Diego the Sanchez quirky, back. Eh? Get Diego Sanchez back. Do you know what? I don't think that's actually beyond the realms of possibility. That's a fight they can sell. It's a winnable fight for him. And people know Diego is. And I think he's going to bring it as it. well. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch it. it. I'd watch it. And I think a lot a lot of people will watch it. And it will. they'll start bigging up Diego Sanchez again just to give, make him a credible opponent. And I think it's, it's not a bad shout. As crazy as it sounded the other day when he was calling <laughs> him out. And everyone was like, why are you calling him out? You, you total muppet. But now, don't look too far yeah. off, does it? But yeah, I, I'm a, I'm a, in agreement with you, Joseph. Uh, you don't want to hold him up the divisions again. Um, I tell you what, people are totally writing off Oliveira here, though. They're oh, just yeah, assuming that Dustin's going to be the champion in what will be. But how does it take that? If they Connor's back in a year, a lot can happen then. And this fight, you'd assume, is going to happen not too far in a distant future, probably probably before Christmas. Yeah, Oliveira and so. Poirier. Yeah. So there's going to be at least one defence in there for whoever it may be to win that title. So, yeah, people writing off Charles Oliveira, and he's probably loving it as well because he thrives on that underdog label. So, yeah, lots of ifs and buts and lots of moving parts. A lot can happen in a year and a half, man. And Dustin's not getting any younger himself, so I wouldn't put it past Oliveira to beat him as well. So who knows what's going to happen. It's impossible to predict, but the fight itself, I was very disappointed. Did you see any chance that changing? Leg break or not? Second round? Not for me. Done, wasn't it? Not for me. I think Connor's got a puncher's chance, as as always. But I think Poirier's shown that he, he can handle handle that, and he's you know he's shown he can handle that against Connor as well. He's been in plenty of plenty of wars. Justin Gaethje, people like that, taking big shots. So I do think it probably would have gone the same way. It would, you know. I'm just not sure McGregor's really rounded out his style enough and you know fit enough maybe to to go three four five rounds with that style he's got and that's probably not my place to say but i mean we like we've never really nate diaz he had a sort of you know he went five rounds but nate diaz kind of like in the leon edwards fight he just hangs about for a laugh and then like does what he wants when he wants even if it's only the last 30 seconds so like so it's not the most, it's not the most physically taxing he's going to try and put it on you and drain you so you know for me it is we'll have to we'll have to wait and see what goes i'd like to see some fun fights next that would be a good one for me sticking with it before we move on you got someone else who called dustin out i mean obviously you were saying Quite rightly so that D- Dustin's not been nailed on to, to win the belt off Charles Oliveira. That's definitely you know not nailed on. One man that's kind of thrown his, his name into the mix actually called Dustin out this weekend. Just gone actually. Matt Islam Makachev. He's kind of he's, he's the next Khabib. Maybe with even more submissions and better striking. To be fair, from what we saw at the weekend, just gone. Uh, I don't know if he is. You know, Khabib is Khabib, isn't he? So we'll have to wait and see. But to be honest, this man himself decent win at the weekend against a decent opponent and a decent grappler as well, so fair play. But he's called out Dustin. He's long been touted as a as a, as a potential kind of champ. I mean, would you be surprised if by the time Conor back, Makachev has, you know, beaten Charles Oliveira or Dustin Poirier for the title? Well, I think the story, the backstory is there, isn't it? 
So you, you do have that in his back pocket. I think it's a blessing and a curse he's got Khabib as his teammate because obviously there's all yeah. these comparisons and all these... You see the trajectory of their career where people are avoiding fights with them and stuff like that. There's a lot of that similarities that are going to get mirrored between the two. But at the same time, it's also going to give him more spotlight. So he may get these fights off the back of that comparison. Uh, it all depends on how big his star is by the time Connor's back, I suppose. I wouldn't fancy Connor coming back against a young, hungry lion like Islam Makachev. He wouldn't do him any favours. Nah, I, I can't see it happening personally unless he's got the belt. That's the only scenario where I see Islam fighting Connor. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think he's too many fights off, to be fair now. I think he probably thinks he's ready to go. Gaethje, Chandler... Who's going to take him? That's the problem. Because I don't think many. Yeah, I don't think many people want to take him. Moises was fourteen, fifteen in the rankings. Was certainly below him. So he's obviously yeah. All he's done is got eyes on him by getting that impressive win over Moises. He's not bunking up the rankings anywhere. I think a Tony Ferguson fight might make sense for him, but I think people even know that Ferguson's probably done. So that might not do him too good. He called that RDA. I think that's a good fight for him. It's, it's perfect from where he's in yeah. the rankings. It gets him up there. Former champion. He's got a bit of a Indian summer at the minute. RDA, he's going again. So, and I think RDA needs a big fight. Obviously, he was the the stand-in for Poirier and Connor, so he, he's right up there. He might think he has ideas above his station a little bit. He's probably looking up a little bit higher than Islam. The risks were all not quite as in favour as he would like. But style-wise, I think any of them match up, man. I think Gaethje's a fantastic fight. Will he be able to get into the ground? Gaethje's got great striking and takedown defence. You've got Chandler, wrestler, power. It could be a great test for him. And I think before going in for a title fight, he's got to fight one of them. What say you? Yeah, I think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah, not, not quite ready for a title shot. I think there's a little bit of a cue there. You know, I'd still like to see Gaethje get, get back in there and, and have another go. Because obviously there's a few there, Gaethje included, that just kind of Khabib got in the way. And, and Khabib yep. got in the way of everyone he ever fought. So otherwise they may well be champion, could still be. So... Yeah, I definitely think there's a couple in there that deserve a chance. Just going back to that Connor Dustin fight and that card, actually. Obviously, there was a few decent fights on there. Maybe we'll get into the co-main later. Ryan Hall experiment as well. But the highlight for me, actually, I'm saying I wasn't that up for it, it was two of Asa, tied two of Asa, KO in Greg Hardy. And actually, when that fight started, I looked at it, I thought, Greg Hardy looks ginormous. Like, I thought he looked huge. For some reason, he looked much bigger than he ever did. I don't know if that was true. And a minute or so into it, I thought, actually, he doesn't look that bad either. Like He looks decent. His striking was a lot more solid and landed a big shot on Tuivasa that probably would have knocked out a lot of other people. But when Tuivasa, kind of a la Francis Ngannou, Stipe Miocic got rocked, Hardy charged in and then he came back himself and landed a big right. That was the moment that got me out of my seat for that card. So I'm excited to see where he goes, Tuivasa. Now you've got, you got some big opportunities in that heavyweight division. Yeah, that was a fantastic fight, wasn't it? It was, what, it was a minute long or whatever. Am I right, Joseph? He he rocked him, and he, it was literally like the two seconds later, he, he was knocked out. Bang. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, he, he just dropped, didn't he? He's a lump. I think he's six foot five. I remember when they were doing the the introductions, I didn't realise he was that big a lump. Six foot five. Uh, Greg Hardy, I mean. So, oh, yeah, really? two yeah, six that's... five and six foot five. That is an absolute <laughs> unit of a geezer. Jeez. And the two of us just knock him out so casually. The shoeies afterwards were just the icing on the cake it's just brilliant. the random ones in the crowd yeah. on the way back. <laughs> it could be anything he must have been he must have been smashed <laughs> yeah. by the time he had a shower but quality in it it's great to have fans back and that's the reason you wouldn't be able to do that in the in the old apex so yeah fantastic for him as you say who's next though that's the thing he, he got a bit rushed before didn't he 
Yeah. He's obviously an engaging character, as we've just alluded to. Very funny, very fan-friendly style, and he got sort of pushed to the moon a bit too quickly and ended up getting exposed on the ground and stuff like that. I put out there, I think Tom Aspinall, I think, is a fantastic fight for him. For not just for two of Asset, but for Aspinall as well. Aspinall, very well known over here, lacking hugely in experience, though. I think he's had 10 minutes of cage time. Yeah. Like, he's the last however long not long at all what is it three fights in the ufc so i think a fight against an established stand-up guy in tuavasa getting some ring time get a win over a well-known opponent because obviously tuavasa's star just glowed even brighter the week uh, the weekend before last so all eyes are on him at the minute and if tom aspinall can steal a bit of that spotlight he's a he's going to be a star for the future as well so i think that's a fantastic fight what with ufc london incoming as well don't rush these guys, man. I see people on Twitter, and rightly so, because obviously you, you do get fighters who have had three or four fights in the UFC, and then bang, they're in the title shot. But for every John Jones and Conor McGregor, where they make this rise, Garnet, you've got a Sage Northcutt, you've got a Paige Van Zandt, you've got 10 for each each John Jones, you know what I mean? So yeah, you've got to yeah. be careful to rush them too quickly. I'm very careful with that, Joseph. I'm a cautious man. <laughs> and I don't want to see Aspinall just get pushed too soon, much like to Avassa. So I think at where they are both at in their careers at the minute, that's the fight I'd make. All right, then. Where do you want to take us next? Well, we might as well stay on that car, Joseph. I mean, we're well up for this one. This was your main event, wasn't it? Burnsy Wonderboy. Right, Burnsy and Wonderboy. A little bit disappointed? Yeah, disappointed, disappointed. I think it's probably the three rounds didn't suit Wonderboy, you could probably say. I think Burns, fair play to him. He did what he had to do. Didn't really pull up any trees, but I think, to be fair, you've probably got to give him a bit of credit for doing that to Wonderboy. Not enjoyable at all, and I would have liked to see Wonderboy win and go on to, to get a title shot, but fair play to Gilbert Burns. He, keep, he keeps himself in around there. He's probably still a one or two fights away from a title shot. Wonderboy, I don't know where he goes from here. He's, he's back. You know, this was his chance, wasn't it? He's back to fighting sort of your up-and-coming monsters now, I suppose. Yeah, I think it was disappointing to watch purely because we were pulling for Wonderboy. Yeah. You're a Burns fan, that's a great fight. So I think he executed his game plan exceptionally well. Yeah, perfectly. He did what we thought he couldn't do, get inside and, and get him down and, and just rough him up. And that's what he did. And I, I was a big fan of Burnsy anyway, but I'm an even bigger fan after that. I was like the way he sort of had the, had the crowd in the palm of his hand, really, at the end of that. And, and, and he's up for it. He's shown he's not gone away after that disappointing Usman loss. I think he should fight Leon Edwards next. I think that's the fight to make. I think, obviously, you've got Edwards and Masvidal. That's the that's the exciting fight with the backstory and whatnot, and obviously the bigger name for Leon. But I think if Leon wants to, a title shot, Burns would be a better option, wouldn't it? I think so. I think so. Uh, controversial opinion as a UK fan, and I'm a big fan of Edwards as well. I, I don't think he has particularly earn it just yet. I think he needs at least one more when you look at the names he's beaten. Obviously, Diaz is a huge name, but not not in the rankings at welterweight. And obviously, Bilal Mohamed is low down in the rankings, not in the title picture. So, and, and throw in that bigger layoff he had. I think he needs another one in there. So, I think Burnsy, as you say, if he wants a title shot, that's the name to take. Well, you mentioned the Diaz there. Shall we talk about the return? The return of the Mac? The return oh, of the, the Nick. Return of the <laughs> Nick. How long, think, how long did it take you to think of that one? Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Is that why we we had a delay to the pod? That's why I was running late. I was just trying to just trying to refine it. 
it was worth it, mate. It was worth it. <laughs> Turn of the Nick. What are you saying? I'm I'm bang up for this, Joseph. I don't care what anyone says. Don't let any any bores tell you that this isn't a legendary fight. Five rounds, international fight week, USC two six six. You got to be buzzing for this one, Joseph. Yeah, it gets Robbie Lawler, but I am buzzing for this one. It made me laugh actually because it it wasn't it wasn't that long ago that that me and you we kind of came together on the pod and we were like, do you know what? Nick Diaz is never coming back. We keep talking about it every few months. It pops back, pops back up. Just give up on it. It's not happening. And to be fair, I kind of half believed it, you know, more than half. And but to to, to see him, you know, he's a little bit before my time in, in a lot of ways, Nick Diaz. So I'm excited to see him come back. He's kind of a bit of a like a myth, isn't he? Like a, a legend, an urban legend within within the scene. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it's a great fight for Robbie Lawler. I think it puts him in the spotlight and kind of uh, gives him his dues, if you like, for what he's done, Robbie Lawler, in the sport. So, you know, it's a rematch as well, isn't it? So there's a little bit of spice there. Two older lads. Nick Diaz, five years off, I think it is, or might be even longer. So I'm excited. I'm excited. It's on a pay-per-view, so maybe it's going to get outshone a little, a little bit. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be interesting to see see what he brings. Is he going to be the same same person? Is he going to do a Connor? He's going to come back all nice and chilled. You've got to think like he is just been. I swear he's been getting on it for the last <laughs> six years or whatever it is. You, you, you've got to think it. History tells us that that long a layoff. I know Dominic Cruz will say ring rust ain't real or whatever. It's got to be a little bit real, isn't it? How many fights has Robbie Lawler had in that time? I think he's been cut from the UFC. <laughs> yeah. had a few fights rejoined the UFC become champion lost the belt and been on a losing streak all in that time and I think it's 10 years since he's had a win old uh, Nick Diaz so that's how far back we're going there but I'm still buzzing for it doesn't mean yeah. I'll be buzzing for it and I think it's good that the UFC yeah we get a bit caught up in the whole ranking thing and the title shots and all that like the Leon Edwards fight and the BMF fight let's just have some fun fights Joseph Five rounds, Robbie Lawler, Nick Diaz. God knows what sort of shape he's going to turn up in, but if he's ready to fight, he's ready to fight, and he turns up in his old self or even a fraction, I'll be buzzy for it, and it's going to be an absolute war. I went through uh, a couple of bits for their last fight, though, Joseph. This is how long ago the rematch was. 2004. Arsenal were the Invincibles. That's how far back we're going. I've got a little list of events. What happened in 2004. <laughs> Wayne Rooney was a teenager up front for the Euros, so that's how far back we're going, and that just it just shows you like that's a lifetime, isn't it? Like, how, what were you doing in 2004? I was 17. I couldn't even drink. No, I mean I was 13, so I wasn't wasn't up to much really. Probably playing Xbox and that bit of football, bit of footy over the park. Same old, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I mean, yeah, I like to see some fun fights. Probably, I wouldn't go. You know, I wouldn't go so far as some people have mentioned, like a bit of a legends league. But then I guess that could be fun as well, wouldn't it? Obviously, you wouldn't. They probably wouldn't have a separate league. But you know, I would expect Nick, Nick Diaz to turn up. I'm expecting him to turn up in pretty good shape. Like at least, like, I think his cardio will be be top notch. I think they, I think they're just into cardio anyway, aren't they? The, the, I, know, I know Nate is. So I'd expect him to turn up in good shape, to be honest. And you never know. Like he he might have been boxing or whatever, twice a day for the last 10 years. <laughs> like, you never know. He might have just gone full Rocky, like, right, I've got this ban. I know one day, one day I will get redemption. And I, he might have been like living like a proper samurai with the odd night out here and there. I, I was looking at it. 
he gets a win, right? It's not beyond the realm of possibility he beats Lawler, because Lawler's, he's had a few iffy results in it, and he's lost a few. He beats Robbie Lawler. Then you're looking at the Masvidal fight, really, aren't you? Let's yeah. be honest. Good one. Reden- Redemption for the younger brother. The two big names. That's got pay-per-view headliner written all over it. And then he's going to get a title shot if he wins that. <laughs> Both are favourable matchups as well. Lawler's a favourable matchup. Striker, striker. Fantastic striking. Masvidal, striker, striker. Fantastic striking. Obviously, I think Usman would probably cream him. But yeah. to even be in the title picture in 2021, probably 2022 by the time it rolls around, Stranger things have happened, is yeah. all I'm saying. No, that's good. I'm looking forward to it. I'll tell you who else I'm looking forward to returning. Return of the Hamzat. Don't really, don't really work, does it, that one? But he's back against a decent opponent, actually. Not really a big name that we, we thought he was holding out for. Maybe after all that time, the buzz has gone a little bit. A little bit of the hype's gone, maybe. But Li Jingliang, dangerous opponent. If Hamzat is kind of about what we think he might be, then I expect him to probably get a wing a win over Li Jingliang. But like I say, I'm actually, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how Hamzat gets gets on. He obviously he went through a little bit of COVID issues, didn't he? He he quit, didn't he? He retired, I think. Yeah, a lot happened though, every <laughs> week. Yeah, there's a new story surrounding him and he's gone a bit quiet of late and he's obviously been knuckling down, got his head down and he's and hopefully back to full fitness. But yeah, he did retire. He, he, I think he was struggling big time, wasn't he, with the old COVID. So. Yeah. But hopefully that's in the rear view mirror, Joseph. And I'm excited for this one. Leech. Leech. <laughs> that legendary celebration. I think this is more his level. I think we said it before earlier, Aspinall and two of us, uh, people can get pushed a bit too quickly. And I think that Leon Edwards fight would have just been a bit of a killer for him, to be honest. It would completely derail the momentum he had. There was no way he was winning that. Leech. What is he, about 10 or 11 in the rankings? So it's kind of where I see Hamzat being and a, a good test for him. So it'd be a, yeah. a good fight as well. Obviously, I'm interested to see how he gets on. If Leach has got some power, man. So if, if he can keep it on the feet, which is going to be tricky, but if he can, this is going to be a an interesting fight, to say the least. So, yeah, really looking forward to seeing him back. Glad he's back on the old health train and uh, should be a good one. Speaking of returns, Joseph. Another one. Another return. She actually t- uh, returned at the weekend. Misha Tate. Should we get crack into that one? Obviously, we've spoken about Islam. He headlined. But co-main event, Misha Tate against uh, Marion Renault. Uh, Do you manage to see this one, Joseph? Yeah. I watched it last night. I think um, not the most exciting of fights, but I think it was it was good good win for Misha Tate. And obviously, she picked up the finish in the end as well, which is, which is good on a comeback. I think Renault, I think she's 40 now, isn't she? That was her last fight, no matter what happens. So, fair play to her. Decent little career there. Um, but yeah, I think Tate, I think it adds a nice, a nice mix into it. I'm glad, I'm glad she won, in a way. I think if she came back and, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, I think again, you're talking about five odd years here since she, since she was fighting. So if she would have come back and lost, that would have been a little bit of a kick in the teeth, I suppose. But I thought it was a decent win. I don't, you know, I'd, I'd be interested to see where she goes from here. I think she herself was, she seems very confident. She, she said that, you know, what a lot of people do say, but she said. She feels better than she she did then, and and she she feels like a better fighter or like a, at least a better mindset, and a bet, she's in a better place. I think she said. So, I'd like to see how Misha Tate gets on. I think you know where do you go now? Again, you talk about rushing people. Obviously, Misha Tate's at a different end of her career, but again, are you going to want to rush her in? Big name, former champion, someone who actually looked good a week before that on a pay per view, Irene Aldana. 
she 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 lost her last fight to Holly Holm, got decisioned, which is fair play. Holly Holm's got you know a lot of experience there. Won a won a pretty close decision, but Irene Aldana either side of that has finished two opponents and, and looks like a monster. Tall, rangy. She's in the same division as Misha Tate. You know, can you can you see Misha going up against people like that, or or are you going to put her against maybe younger up and comers and do that little trade off they do? We're trying to either bounce people off each other. I can see them going down the the older names, like the Holly Holmes. Obviously, yeah. there's a lot of rematch. I was going to say bad blood. It's not bad blood, like you said, rematch. So a bit of revenge there for for Holly Holmes. So I think yeah. she would want want that one back. And obviously, you beat Holly Holmes, you're pretty much in the mixer. And I think I think she's come back. She looked she did look good. She did look very composed. Her striking looked better than it used to. She's obviously always good on the ground. And I think she needed that break. Sometimes people need that break, whether it's mentally or physically, sort some stuff out, whether it be at home or in the gym. So I think she looked good, and I'm pleased to see her back. I think that division was desperate for some uh, name power. It's, it's flagging a little bit. Obviously, Nunes don't help, but <laughs> giving everyone a bit of a pace in. And I do think Tate actually has that in her, in her crosshairs. I think she wants a rematch with Nunes, whether that goes down as well as she thinks it might go down. I don't know, or don't think so at least. But I think she's back to be a contender again. Obviously, Juliana Pena's fighting next for, for Nunes. But I think I could see Misha Tate winning one and getting another title shot, to be honest. I think it'd be that quick. I could see her bypassing a lot of these names, like Irene Aldana, who's probably more well-suited to go on a bit of a run. Yes, she lost to Holly Holm, but she's actually probably got more of the tools and more in her prime. But I think we'll probably see the Holly Holm rematch next. In my opinion, I think we're going to try and sort of build that division up again to what it was in the Rousey days. Bit of a bit of a marquee division for the women. So hopefully Misha can go on a bit of a run because I'd like to get back. She's she's a legend. She's a, she's a women's MMA legend. She's been around yeah, for years. Strikeforce champion, UFC champion. So to see her do that again, coming back after five years, having a couple of kids and whatnot, and, and going on another run would be quite the story. All right, and sticking with the ladies... In the uh, flyweight division, actually, another another meal for Valentina. Laura Murphy's getting her chance, <laughs> which uh, is deserved, to be fair. Obviously, Derek Lewis is out of words. He wasn't happy about her not getting a, the, the shot last time. So, I mean, dare I say, what do you think about the outcome of this one? Please for Laura Murphy, of course, but tough, isn't it? It's tough without, without, without saying too much. Yeah, you don't know. Yeah, I think you've said it all there without saying it sort of thing, you yeah. know what I mean? Um, I think when you, when you see what Joanne Calderwood did to her, she was piecing her up in that third round, what what Shevchenko might do. I, I don't, you don't know where the motivation is for Shevchenko at the minute. Is she going for records? Is she going for finishes? Is she trying to, without sounding really condescending, like try out new stuff when she's in there? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, I want to get a sub finish now yeah, yeah. And, and, and play with a meat sort of thing. But at the same time, she's very hard to finish, Laura Murphy. Let's let's give her some credit. She sticks around. I, I don't know. I can't see it being a particularly exciting fight unless you're into to one-sided beatdowns. I can't see. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really hard to say a prediction or how you think something's going to down without sounding disrespectful. But I think the golfing class between Shevchenko and the rest of the girls in that division, bar a couple of uh, prospects coming through in a couple of years, might do. A, bit of damage but at the minute it's just miles in it it's just absolutely miles between them all and i can't really see any other thing it's it's, it's uh, a co-main event isn't it of the of that nick diaz fight so 
yeah, yeah. That that'll be a taster for the main event, but I can't really see anything else, Joseph, other than a bullet win there. Yeah, I mean, it's difficult to disagree with that, isn't it? Difficult, difficult to disagree. To disagree. Do you want to uh, switch that to the actual, actually, the flyweights in the, on the men's side as well? Yeah. Again, another another title shot up for grabs. And you've got Askar Askarov unbeaten up against Alex Perez, who lost to Figueredo. That was his last fight. He lost to Figueredo uh, before the first Moreno fight. So that shows you where he was in his career. Uh, 2020 sometime. Can't remember. It was it was pretty late 2020, wasn't it? And then they turned it around quick again. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, Remember, yeah, yeah. so yeah, I mean, he's up against Askarov, who, dare I say it, not quite as exciting as uh, a Figueredo or a Moreno or even an Alex Perez, to be fair, but he kind of looks unstoppable. He's been a little bit of, bit of digging on this one, Joseph. Um, obviously, Brandon Moreno is a massive star now, really, in Mexico, and just like a different style of champion that you wouldn't expect, what with the Lego and all that, and a smiley yeah, little chap. Yeah. But I think there's some big stories here. Obviously, you've got. Perez did love another crack, different champion this time. My fan, yep. fancy it going a little bit differently this time. Uh, but I was looking into Askarov. Uh, he's got actually got a, a, a draw against Moreno, so they might sort of go into that backstory. But did you know that Askarov is deaf? Didn't know that. No, no, I didn't know that either. Actually, completely. Yeah, I, was, I was looking. Uh, I was reading it. It was like twenty percent. He can hear twenty percent of what the general population can hear, so he can't really hear corner work and whatnot yeah, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that uh, yeah because I was looking for his uh, accolades and stuff he said like he got gold in wrestling and silver and I was like bloody hell this geezer's an animal it was like, but it was like the death Olympics right. I looked into it and uh, yeah he's, he's deaf so I think they need to build up that story a little bit because that's great inspiration isn't it is it not for yeah definitely for any aspiring athletes out there with hearing impairments and, and stuff like that so, yeah, I'm really up for this fight. I think it's added a little bit more of a an emotional tie to it as well because I think it's just a nice little story. So I think whoever wins, really, this is going to create some a great fight in the future with Brandon Moreno, but it will also give more oomph to the flyweight division, which has been carrying a little bit of steam, actually, over the last couple of years. But this could really sort of give it a proper main event with a crowd there as well, get them back and... Yeah, I'm just excited. I'm excited yeah. to see him back, Joseph. I know you're a huge fan of the little lads. Well, I was just about to say, give ourselves a pat on the back. You could probably go back a year, 18 months, and listen to us talking about how good the flyweight division is, was, and was going to be. And obviously, fast forward to now, you had those two title fights were outstanding. Figueredo's still in there. Askarov is there. Perez is back for another chance. I, you know, I think it is a real top division that you can make main events out now. So, it's glad that we've been proven right on something. Finally, <laughs> three years, we've got we've got something right. But that, that's the, mad to think they were like thinking of scrapping the division. I mean, also yeah. when you go back back into the harking back to the Nick Diaz versus Bobby Lawler one days where you didn't even have featherweights, flyweights, bantamweights, not even getting a look until. Pretty recently, all things considered, five, six, seven years ago, whatever it was, maybe a little longer. Uh, but talking about weights, Joseph, uh, let's, let's give some props to Chris Moutinho jumping in, obviously, back at 263. We haven't yep. spoke about it yet. We talked about that whole event pretty much, all the big moments. This kicked us off. Chris Moutinho coming on, what, 10 days notice to fight the the Sugar Show in Sean O'Malley. We're both <laughs> yeah. massive fans, obviously. 
Um, what, talk, talk me through what were your thoughts on this, his performance in the performance, the fight all overall, and obviously the refing, which you weren't too happy with. Yeah, I mean, it was the Battle of the Barnets, wasn't it? They're kind of two similar characters by the looks of them. I mean, we we kind of slated the fight beforehand, didn't we? I suppose maybe we were slating O'Malley. I don't know, but it's a bit odd when you're thinking Ali, uh, Ali O'Malley's, you know, talking a good game, potentially on on a run to the title. Everyone thinks he's 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 the next best thing, and then they put him in against someone on debut. So you see, you do you do question it a little bit, but I think you got to give credit to Moutinho. You know, I don't. I think he done okay. To be fair, obviously he was just his plans was basically just eat shots, walk forward, and and throw your own shots. And I do think it was wearing on, on O'Malley a little bit. And I think given if Moutinho can you give him a few more years to round his game out a little bit, maybe avoid a couple shots and stuff like that, I think it'd be a decent fighter. But uh, yeah, and I definitely think the stoppage did him a disservice. I don't think there was any need to stop that fight. You think about how many shots he'd taken from minute one. Like, I didn't really see any difference come the stoppage, uh, you know, in terms of in terms of the damage being done and the reason to stop it. But for O'Malley, he's just got to get cracking now. Just got to get cracking. Fair enough. Maybe, you know, a fight fell out. It's not his fault. I guess USC decided this is the bloke he's fighting. And he went out there and he got a stoppage. Fair play to him. So you, you can't knock him, but, you know, you probably... Do we, we need that Cheeto Vera fight back, don't we? I mean, he, I, I, he probably won't want to take it, but, you know, he does need to start moving on. But I think with that Cheeto Vera loss in there, it kind of throws a little bit of a spanner in the works because then you've always got that argument, haven't you? So, personally, I'd like to see the Cheeto Vera rematch next. But he's got to get cracking either way. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it's the fight to make. I don't know why they wouldn't make it because it's just... If he wants to fight ranked opponents... He's lost to Vera. Vera's ranked. Make that fight. If you didn't lose to him, prove it. Go and beat him and close the book on it. Don't let that be the asterisk. Don't let that be the elephant in the room every time that your name's brought up to be in the top ten and stuff. Um, I, yeah, I think I think I'm going back to the fight itself. I think everyone won there, really. I think the fans won. It was a fantastic fight. I think it might have even been fight of the night. Moutinho, by all accounts, he gained quite a fair few followers following Saturday night. Yeah. And I think he got a bonus, obviously, as well. And O'Malley, while he didn't get the legitimate finish, you would say, he racked up a record, I think, the amount of shots, significant strikes landed in, whether it be in the division or in the UFC altogether. Yeah. I can't remember what the actual stat was. Barring the best in the business, Herb Dean, calls in his <laughs> monthly or bi-weekly the chaos. The gold standard, Herb <laughs> Dean. I don't know how many times... Has he got to make a balls up for Joe Rogan to stop calling him that? Yeah, no, at least silver standard. Like, downgrade him one. Flatten him. Well, no, that's probably better, actually, isn't it? No, no, no. Silver. We'll go silver. But, yeah, bar that, it was a shame. But at the same time, if he is getting absolute beating, you've got to look at the safety and take out the emotional aspect. It's quite a difficult one. But in the heat of the moment, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> it's 30 seconds left. He's eaten about a million shots already. A couple more won't hurt, but... Who knows? One more shot might be yeah, of course, yeah, the one yeah. that really does any damage. So you do feel for Herb in that one, but we're just having a little bit of a give him a little bit of a kicking. You got to win, you? <laughs> yeah. You got to stick the boat in a little bit. Yeah, stand. That's what he's there for. <laughs> but O'Malley, he, he, he needs to go on now. Like, this is it now. I, th- I think, like you say, I don't think it was really up to him. He would have fought probably anyone they put in front of him. Let's be honest. He's he's there to win, and he and I think the whole I didn't lose to Vera might be a bit of a shtick. It's just a, it's just a thing. So, 
what's his name, Triple C. He's just, he's just playing up. He's getting his name out there. Yeah. So I think we probably will see that fight eventually, but we need to see it like now. Need to next one has to be a top ten, top fifteen, or whatever. Otherwise. It would just be like MVP, just fighting people that, yeah, you're getting all these wins and flashy wins over people that don't really do any damage at the top. You need to fight people at the top now. I don't, I don't think he helps himself really with his like little celebrations at the end. That wound me up. Yeah, like yeah. The old basketball hoop, like it weren't a real finish, mate. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, I'm not a big <laughs> fan of that, but it will grow on me if he starts racking up wins against the top lads. Now, I know you are a big fan of Ryan Hall. Obviously, there was there was an interesting period there where you're thinking like, can he go the whole way, just leg locking people and throwing kicks and that? But uh, I mean, is that ex- experiment over? Obviously, Ilya Tupuria, fantastic fighter coming out of out of Spain, so you know, pretty much demolished him, did he? No, no, no real dramas there. But Ryan Hall, I mean, it, to be like, he never fights, does he? he fights what like once every year and a half, two years. So I guess he's probably not that asked either by the looks of it, but. Yeah, I mean, okay, I guess that's just that's the end of that that little experiment there. I mean, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, you don't really seem asked ever about anything. You're yeah, so true. chilled out. Do you know what I mean? Just chilling there, get my face caved in. Yeah, just chilling. <laughs> but there was always going to be someone who made their name off Ryan Hall, innit? And it's Ilya Tapuria. Yeah. I think we I think we've spoken about him before. Just trying to give get another one in there that we've got right <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure we've mentioned he's alright at some yeah, point yeah definitely definitely. but he looks like an animal and now he's he's going to be fighting top tenners and, and rightly so because I think he's unbeaten and he's just a savage and yeah he, he showed great composure great skill and just veracity at the end of the day and uh, great word yeah I think it, I think it is over I think it is over Joseph I can't see it he's too, too well into his jiu-jitsu isn't he He's, I think so. He's probably got, got a fair few businesses on the go in regards to jiu-jitsu, competing and stuff. He don't want to be tampering with a top 10 of the, the featherweight division in the UFC. I mean, he's not really going to do too much damage up there. don't think he really intends to either. So <laughs> yeah. It's a shame because I always like them sort of random, outlandish, one-dimensional fighters that you get. They're a bit of a throwback, aren't they? You don't really get them anymore, like your Hoist Graces, and, which then become Damian Meyer. And this Ryan Hall was the new age of jiu-jitsu when he the leg lock man so yeah we i think we'll see a lot of those aspects in fighters moving forward in the future generations but they'll obviously be a little bit more well-rounded than than ryan hall so yeah afraid that that book's probably closed there joseph we sure. open up another book though that the ufc are gonna see we're talking about the past there what about the future ian gary signed with the ufc yeah i mean we kind of saw it coming really didn't we after his last win it's kind of uh you know, it's undeniable now, really, isn't it? When you look at his performances, what he's kind of cleaned up at Cage Warriors now. So I think, I think it's time. I'm looking forward to it. By all accounts, could could be a real good one that we that we've got here in the UK. And again, you're, you're looking at it and you're thinking, let's take this nice and slow. You know, let, let's pick our opponents. Not pick your opponent. I don't know if you ever get to pick your opponents in the UFC, but take it nice and easy. I would say I'd, I'd be interested to see what he does with the weight. I wonder if he will stick around, stick around at welter. You know, obviously one five five is is quite a big gap, so he's got that going against him, I guess. But yeah, I mean, I'm interested to see where he goes from here. I think he stays at one seventy. To be honest, I think he's he is young. He could cut if he wanted to, but I think he's far too big. And I think, as you say, the gap's just too large there, isn't yeah. it? So I think going healthy. I was surprised that he got picked up. I think we spoke about it before we're after the trilogy, in it that. Yeah, defend it once maybe at least. 
but perhaps the the view is he just looks so much better than everyone else. Let's get him on board now and build him up while we can, get him used to it, blood him in. But hopefully, as seems to be the theme today, do it slowly, man. Let's not rush him. Let's not pretend he's the next Conor McGregor because that was just because he's Irish and from Cage Warriors and a fantastic fire. But obviously, but they're completely different. They're different men. They're going to be their own, they're going to leave their own legacies. And we don't want him to, you don't want to force the issue with stuff like that, do you? Because obviously that was a lightning in a bottle moment. Yeah, the yeah. Irish yeah, completely. style. It will come together at the right time. You need to sort of just let these things happen organically, which is what happened with Connor back in the days. So, but you don't, yeah, I'm hoping they don't do that. I'm thinking they're a bit too savvy for that. But when you look at it, though, innit, you do think, oh, they're just trying to get a new McGregor every time. So whenever there's an Irishman or someone. <laughs> yeah. But I think he's going to be completely different. I think he's going to have to change his nickname at some point because the future could be now, Joseph. So like I don't it. know. Do we see... It's hard to tell, isn't it? It's hard to tell. I think it was a bit too early. I was going to say, do we think he's going to make a run at the title? I think it's too early to tell. To tell. Seven and zero. I, I still think it's a little bit early, but the UFC know better than me. Yeah, and he, he, you never know where they are going to go. I think because I think like those reasons you said, because he is Irish. I mean, this obviously this is no knock on him. He didn't choose any of this, but I reckon the UFC, you can see a little, little path to get their claws into it there. So I think they will. But I mean, we got a fight coming up. This week is Miranda Maverick against Macy Barber. I mean, Mace, like Macy Barber was was touted for a title shot, suffered a loss, and then Miranda Ma- Maverick's come in out of nowhere, and people are thinking about her for a title shot. And these are two young, kind of young animals in, in that in that division there. So I mean, the UFC do do this, and like you say, you could end up with Ian Gary going up against, I don't know, the absolute best prospect out of yeah. Russia at the moment. Because there's a, they want to give him a big name as well because he's got the Dagestan tie or whatever, uh, and, you know, and then you end up in fights like that. So you never know what is going to happen, really. Yeah, that's a good point actually about Macy Barber because it was one of those where they pushed her because it's a bit of a thin division. She looked impressive, and then got so after an injury. Yeah, she lost to Modafferi at injury, whatnot. Fair enough, you could put that down to that. But then she looked so outclassed in her next fight against, I forget who it was, was it Alexa Grasso or was it somebody else? It was someone in that flyweight division and the, the striking golf looked so huge, you think she's just been rushed here completely, but now she's almost got to fight animals every single time and this is what worries me with these young fighters that are coming through and I think people get a bit overexcited by saying, plotting their route to the title when in fact they should be just sort of, at 23 Ian Gary, let's just build him up man, let's put him in some really tough fights but not at the top of the tree. So, mm. but like I said before, though, you get your John Joneses, you get your outliers. For every ten Macy Barbers, there's one John Jones where they'll just steam through everyone and win the title twenty-three. You you do get that. Yeah. But you just got to be a little bit careful, and as us as fans can get a little bit excited, saying I think he should fight Nick Diaz next or whoever's Hamza, whoever. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, wait. You know what I mean? This this twenty-three man. He's a young lad. He's got the whole career in front of him so let's just build him up slowly so i'm hoping that's what the ufc are doing they're not silly they'll they'll spot that he's got potential and not want to waste that by putting him against an animal and I, I think he's i think he is the future so let's see young joe's i've got a good get a keen eye on it and i did think it happened that quickly but um i'm excited i'm excited to see and i'm sure he'll probably just be on that ufc london card along with everyone else <laughs> yeah yeah did you know jeremy stevens oh, yeah, tickets for by the way you got tickets we've got to try and get tickets 
Well, you always got to try, haven't you? You got to do your usual log on at ten, get a text from each other at five past, and that. Yeah, yeah. Classic. Ah, it's good to be back. You were saying? So I was saying, did you know Jeremy Stevens? He's like fourth in the list of all-time UFC wins. I think he's at 36 at the moment. Obviously, he fought at the weekend, and John Anik said, uh, like, the record's 40. He needs 40 to get the most wins ever in the UFC. And John Anik was like, yeah, I fancy him to do this, like, health permitting. And then Matthias Gamrock came out and just absolutely steamrolled him. And I'm thinking, uh, yeah, I don't know about that, John. I think his health might be permitting him in this particular instance. <laughs> uh, old Anik put the mockers on him, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, it's tough, man. Gamrot is a monster, and... isn't he? Gamrot yeah, is a exactly. real monster. I, I think that they haven't helped him out there. They've they've given him well hard fights. His last, like... his last few fights have just been an absolute madness, Jeremy Stevens, and like he just keeps going out there, he like and doesn't care. Just just keeps just keep. I think I think he just wants those those wins. He wants those wins, and then he can say most wins ever in the UFC, which is a you know decent effort to be fair. Oh, yeah, that's that's quite a yeah. like, <laughs> But you look at his, yeah, sorry, if you look at his, I mean, I, I hadn't checked his record, I just checked it now, so. Uh, you've got to go back to Feb 2018 for his last win against Josh Emmett. And before that, he beat Duho Choi and Gilbert Melendez. Nice little three-fight win streak there in 2018. Then he got TKO'd by Jose Aldo. Then he got decisioned by Zabit which I don't even really remember happening, to be honest. But then he had a no contest with Yair, eye poke. Then he lost a Yair decision. Then he got KO'd by Calvin Qatar. And now he's got it's submitted by Gamrot. And he, so it's like Gamrot, Qatar, Dark Horse of the Division, Yair Rodriguez, you know, could be close to a title shot to beat. You know, obviously I think he's had he's having some issues at the moment, he? but could have been close to a title shot. Jose Aldo is Jose Aldo. I mean, it's, it's it's not a bad run of six fights there, and not not a win, not a win to to shut your whatever at. <laughs> yeah. That uh, that that when you go back to that win, his last win as well, Josh Emmett, he absolutely battered him. I think he elbowed his eye socket into oblivion as well. So he's he's just an animal, and yes. I didn't realise they were that ridiculous. That that run of losses, I didn't realise it was that that many animals. Murderers row. It's crazy. So, yeah, hopefully he sticks around. He's just got to fight your Cowboys and all that, hasn't he? Cowboys, uh, Diego's, bring yeah, him back. Get him back. Bring him back. <laughs> just bring him back for, for everyone. <laughs> but it's a shame to see because he's, I think he's going back. I don't want to speak out of turn it. Didn't he have some issues as well? Some like uh, depression issues or something like that due to fighting? I Possibly, yeah. Rings a bell going back a few years, but he's continued fighting. So hopefully he's shaking that off. But... Yeah, hope you got Gamrot, man. Let's let's not forget him as well. That's a massive win for him. Jeremy Stevens always a big name. Also, actually, going back to potential opponents, you can have Connor Brent come back for Jeremy Stevens. They've got history, haven't they? Who yep. the fuck is that guy? Yeah, and all that. Yep. <laughs> you just got to play that on a loop for for six weeks on a on a promotional tour, and that's that's that made. You can thank me later, UFC. So should we bring like I'm this? The only one that's ever. <laughs> Should we bring this to an end then, Matthew? And we can finish on quite a big fight, actually, that, that's coming up this weekend. Right slap bang in the middle. Corey Sandag going to get us another return. It's the return of the TJ up against uh, TJ Dillashaw up against Corey Sandag. And to be fair, you know, it's not a pay-per-view or anything, this one, which you, you think it might be, but big main event. And 
this is like this is a really really good fight here. There's so there's so many stories going on. You know, got Corey Sandhagen back on the back on the winning run again after that loss. That kind of lesson. He's looked even better since then. T.J. Dillashaw coming back off a drugs ban. I mean, these, these, this is what dreams are made of. A drugs ban. Yeah. <laughs> All good sports stories. In this fight, Joseph. Have a drugs ban in them. I was saying, I was wondering if there'd be any needle in this fight. Oi, oi. <laughs> there you go. You're not the only one who can come up with a pun. <laughs> but anyway, I think it's a great fight. Yeah. Returns galore. You got to talk about layoffs that Nick Diaz had. This is this is kid stuff. This layoff, two and a half years. That's nothing. <laughs> yeah. the, the seven years that what's the name has been out, but a, a layoff which I think will make him come a cropper. Believe Joseph. I think time's passed him by a bit Just too gone, much. Yeah. Let's not forget that he was he coming off a loss as well. He got knocked out by Henry Cejudo after making an, an audacious weight cut, getting yeah. down at one twenty-five. Looked awful. You know, Gaunter's anything, mate. But yeah, I'm sure he sorted himself out. I think I believe he's cleared up a few injuries. I think he's had a couple of surgeries on his shoulders and stuff. So he's yeah. all them niggling things he has been able to sort on this little ban, and he definitely not stopped training. But you can't legislate for no ring time, surely. And uh, Corey Sanang has had plenty, and he's had plenty of wins in there as well. And I think he's just too much of a modern. MMA fighter compared to what TJ was. Obviously, he was quite before his time. TJ with his style and stuff, he was quite revolutionary. But Stan Hagen's the full package, and I think it's a very intriguing fight. How it will go down, I'm not too sure how it will go down. But I see Stan Hagen, whether it be on the ground or standing or whatnot. But I think Stan Hagen's just going to be better for him, better than him everywhere. But I don't know if that's recency bias because I've seen Stan Hagen get a few wins, and I've almost forgotten about TJ. He could surprise me and actually just blitz him. But fantastic fight, and whoever wins, ready-made title contender. Yeah, I think you covered it all there, and I, I think all things considered, everything else to one side, all things either, and I think Sandane is probably just a little bit of a bad matchup for Dillashaw. Tall, rangy, good at range and, and stuff like that, so I think you know, I wouldn't be surprised if TJ's thinking he might need to get in a little bit close and just maybe wrestle him, maybe he sees he's got an advantage on the ground, p- potentially. So like you say, I I mean, it's difficult, isn't it? Because if Sandhagen wins, obviously happy for Sandhagen. I think he is destined to go on for a title shot, potentially be champion. It would be you'd be left in a little bit of a tricky position in what to do with TJ Dillashaw from there. I guess you're probably looking to wind the clock back a couple of years, and you're thinking, could we get a Jose Aldo fight in there, Cody Garbrandt, something like that, just because you know he's come back with a momentum, took a, took a loss. We're like, right, we need to probably try and try and build him back up again, and and maybe get a little bit of a hype job going there with, with one of those kind of, like you say, two, three years ago contenders, rivals at the time. Yeah, I think there's plenty in there because it's, it's like 50-50 old lads and new generation, isn't it? Yeah. Crews still knocking about. You've got, as you mentioned, Jose Aldo, obviously Frankie Edgar's in there as well. And I think O'Malley wouldn't be uh, slow to throw his name to the hat. So And you, you write of... Faber fights every now and then? Oh, yeah. That's the one, isn't it? That yeah. is the one. I think more so if he loses... Yeah. You're right, that's that's a very sellable fight. So yeah, I certainly wouldn't say no to that one. It's, there's, there's all there's all sorts in that division. It's a great division, young and old. But yeah, it's a fantastic fight all, all round, isn't it? It's a shame it's not in with a crowd. Oh, it'd been interesting to see what sort of reaction he got. Yeah, pretty, pretty negative one, I would imagine. But can't be helped. Can't be helped. But it's going to be a cracker nonetheless, Joseph. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, I've enjoyed that, Matthew. I think that wraps it up to me. I'm 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 enjoying this new 
change. Hopefully, if, if you are listening, let us know what you make of it. Obviously, we're covering two weeks of news at once, so different feel to it. I like it. I like it. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, nice to stew on some stuff as well. Exactly. Right. With the Connor thing, I think I would have been a bit hot-headed as you were as well and just gone into gone in on him, basically. But yeah. now we've had a little chance to have a little think, we can be a bit more reserved with our, with our comments, Joseph. So I think for the greater good, I think that's the way we should be doing the podcast moving forward. But as it is, Joseph, it's very hot out there. Well, I'm melting. I need to get my vest off. And uh, I shall bid you farewell. Do you want to wrap up? <laughs> Let's do it. Thanks for listening, everyone. Mustard MMA on the socials, Instagram and Twitter, mustardmma.com for your latest blogs and that. And, yeah, let us know what you make of it. Let us know what you think of the, the, the changing setup. Other than that, we'll be back in two weeks' time, and we'll have a couple of pay-per-views to look forward to, some good fights to, to break down. So thanks for listening. Bye.